Welcome to the I'm Book Podcast. I'm April O'Leary, your host, the founder of O'Leary Publishing, and this is episode 61. We're here today with new authors, Roberta and Paige Canelti. They're a mother-daughter author duo, and they talk about getting through a traumatic brain injury, what that was like after Paige got hit by a car as a pedestrian, and how her mom stepped in to help aid the process of recovery, which they're still going through today, but they share so beautifully in their brand new book, She Looks Fine. You're going to love them as much as we do. Let's hop on on to this episode. But hold on. Before we get started, if you haven't done this yet, I encourage you to stop what you're doing, stop this recording, and go over to O'LearyPublishing.com right now to pick up your free copy of The Influencer's Path to Successful Publishing, where we help you learn how to craft your book, share your message, cultivate your community, and build your brand. So if you're a professional, if you're an aspiring speaker, if you're someone who has just had an idea and you're not quite sure how to get it out into a book format, we encourage you to download The Influencer's Path to Successful Publishing right now at O'LearyPublishing.com. Go get it. I dare you. Welcome back to the I'm Book Podcast. I'm April O'Leary, your host, founder of O'Leary Publishing. And today I am excited that I have Roberta and Paige on Mother Daughter, co-authors of the book, She Looks Fine. And they do look fine. If you can see them on video here, you'd swear they're sisters. Um, But their book is about healing and hope through traumatic brain injury through unexpected life circumstances and being brave and coming to the other side with something good to share with others. So welcome to the show. Thank you, April. Thank you, April. So glad you're here. And your book is amazing. Such a great launch. The book launch was on September 9th, 7th, September 9th, and um, which was the three-year anniversary since- Four year. Oh my God. All my numbers are confused up in my brain. Four year anniversary (laughs) um, since Paige's accident. So Paige, why don't you tell us a little bit about what that, what happened four years ago? Yeah. So even though it was four years ago, um, it definitely feels like it hasn't been that long. Um, We've been constantly healing and things like that. Um, I was actually hit by a car as a pedestrian four years ago while walking across a crosswalk. Um, I was leaving work. I was serving, um, paying my way through college, you know, and this unexpected um, incident led to my mom having to take me back into her home. I had to move back home. And by the grace of God, um, she decided to be my caregiver. So very thankful. Roberta, what was that like for you? Well, so the thing was that I had just become a, an an empty nester (laughs) and I just moved into this amazing apartment and I was ready to just really begin my life over. And three weeks after I had moved in here, I was in California and, you know, we're in Cincinnati. So I was in California doing some um, training for hair extensions and I received the call then. So that was, um, 
that was the longest day ever. <laughs> and I had to um, travel back home, not really knowing what was happening yeah. and just instantly, um, you know, basically moved into the hospital with her. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. And had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't understand her injuries. So, you know, it was, it was a little complicated at first. Right. And, <laughs> and I, of course, didn't understand my injuries either. Um, I was in so much pain. I was ready to die. Honestly. Um, I had no idea what was going on. I was pretty much in shock and denial about all of it. I honestly couldn't believe something like that had happened to me. I was going to school for public health. I've always been passionate about helping people, volunteering in my community and things. And I just, it was such a shock to me to have something like that happen to me in my senior year of college education. Um, quite a shock. Really? Yeah. And, and when I arrived um, at the hospital, she actually that first evening, she had a smile on her face and <laughs> she was acting a, a little different, almost um, childlike. Mm -hmm. Right. Like when I saw her, she was like, mommy, mommy, mommy. So mm -hmm. and this was a coming from a 22 year old. Yeah. So I really did not know what was going on. Mm -hmm. Now, the next morning, I will tell you, everything changed <laughs> and it was very difficult to understand at that time. Mm -hmm. but she woke up with a, you know, splitting migraine and could not open her eyes, could not stand any noise, any light. Mm -hmm. And so, um, wow, that was, um, we, we didn't know at the time we didn't understand that, yep. but now I understand that, that there was more swelling yep. on the brain and bleeding and bruising and all of these things that led to this excruciating migraine. And the importance of, if you do have a traumatic brain injury, that first couple of days, that first day, the first week, how important getting care is for your brain. Um, yeah, because we don't know what the next really hour can, can bring. Yep. So here you are, both of you in this hospital room and, you know, Paige, as someone who is, um, you know, healthy, young, mm -hmm. vibrant lady yeah. who's getting her college degree, um, you know, waitressing, you know, doing a great job, like checking all the boxes in your life. And now you're in a hospital bed. And, you know, as far as the doctors and how they perceived what was going on, you know, it, it's... Um, it's interesting how as a patient advocating for yourself can be a challenge at times. So talk a little bit about that and what was going on. Yeah. Um, Honestly, um, my mom had to make most of the decisions for me. I couldn't get to the bathroom by myself. I couldn't use the bathroom. I was not bathing myself. Um, and I didn't get to make any decisions about when I used the restroom, when I was bathed, when I ate, like it was exactly um, what the nurses wanted on duty and what my mom wanted. Um, so that's mostly a blur to me. But all I remember is, you know, really just not wanting to take the eye mask off, not wanting to do anything and having really no say in anything that was going on. But I honestly, like I said, I was kind of just waiting to die. And I know that sounds so dramatic, you know, seeing me now um, sitting here, it's kind of hard to imagine me 
lying in a hospital bed four years ago, but I have done so much healing and, you know, just meditating and praying since then, and just healing my body and listening to my body every day. But when I was in that hospital bed four years ago, I was, I was so broken and I was honestly, I was really ready to die. So, and so Roberta, you stepped in, in a huge way as the care caretaker, but you know, as a mom, you know, and I'm a mom also, you know, seeing your kids in pain is the worst. You know, if we could take our pain away from our kids in a second, we would do it. Um, I know most moms feel that way. And so you're kind of thrown in then as, um, the advocate and into this hospital world. And how did you deal with that? Not very well at first, I will tell you, because yes, the most difficult thing was seeing um, my daughter in that much pain and not being able to do a thing, not understanding the situation. I, I, I didn't know anyone that had ever been in this position before. So um, it was very, very difficult. And there are things that we look back now, like um, she said, I was making a lot of the decisions, but then I, you know, I remember her wanting the bed to lie down flat and the nurses kept coming in and putting it back up. They're like, you cannot lie flat after mm -hmm. you've had a head injury. They locked my bed. Eventually. So I said, I, well, that I was the one that said, oh, well, I didn't even know. <laughs> See? I said, just lock it. <laughs> like, don't give her the option. Right? And that was at the third hospital. So it, I started, you know, almost, you know, making maybe some decisions for myself at the third hospital. First hospital, I didn't move at all. But yeah, by the end there, I guess I started trying to lay down. So it's unbelievable that, you know, going through three different hospitals and being in so much pain. And Roberta, part of the book, you talk about your experience as a caregiver. And that's sort of what, what led to the idea about the book, you know, years after this experience. And I want to talk a little bit about the evolution of the manuscript and how Paige's involvement kind of became um, more, you know, she got more interested and more involved in the writing process, which I love. But Roberta, talk a little bit about your ideas um, that you had to go through the struggles you went through as a caregiver and the things you didn't know about traumatic brain injuries that now you felt as though, I wish I had known X, Y, like what were the, some of those things that you went through? Yeah, so the thing was when, um, at, after the third hospital or at the third hospital, hospital, when we finally got everything under control, um, you know, you're like, woohoo, we're good to go home. Yay. Honestly, that's when the healing began. And that's where it got really difficult for me. Mm. I'm saying, okay, for both of us, like I had no idea. I thought once she was released from the hospital, we were like, good to go. But we, we arrived home and, oh, wow, um, it was difficult. I was trying to get back to work and I was afraid to leave her. I didn't need to be relieved. I like, she left, like she had to, you really did have to stay and watch over me. It, I had, um, you know, my parents came over a lot. She wasn't driving for mm -hmm. a while. My parents would take her to doctor appointments the physical therapy and I had my um, insurance company. They would pick me up and take me to my appointments. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, yeah. So yeah. I was just trying to get back and, and, you know, I'm self-employed. So I needed that money 
And um, it was really, really difficult for a while. Um, and, and, and it was hard for the next, I would say like almost two years. It was so confusing yeah. because you're thinking after that first, okay, six months, okay, we should be good to go. Right. And it's like, uh, she would try to, um, begin something, um, something new. And then, then, um, and then I could see, she just was not really healing mm -hmm. and, um, it was so confusing. And I'm telling you, this was, I pushed her as hard as I could. And I don't mean that in a, <laughs> in a bad way, right. <laughs> encouraged. I shouldn't say push. encouraged. Yes. I encouraged her as much as possible mm -hmm. to try to get back and, and yep. get back to life as normal. But my goodness, I just didn't see that happening. And now I can't remember when we, when I went into the support groups, when I began um, going to support groups, because then I started hearing people um, struggling with the same caregivers also. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was such a confusing time and really to be honest, I just was, I wanted everything to be normal again. I just wanted to go back and be normal. Right. And mm -hmm. it wasn't until, um, this was actually last January. Uh, we actually took a trip to Florida and, um, that's when I knew she was not okay. And it was, I think the flight, it was the exhaustion I, I saw in her. It was, um, her brother came with her. <laughs> and so, you know, he was just perfectly like, Hey, let's go. And, and here she was like, I just want to, I just need back, to sleep. Yeah. I just want to yeah. rest. And that's, that's when I really noticed it. And I thought, nope, nope, she's, I can, I can see it. And something is not right. She, you know, she's not okay. And mm -hmm. so that's when we began, I began searching for like um, holistic uh, options, alternative solutions, anything that I could do. And really what she had been eating great <laughs> beforehand. Right. So she's always, and that's your, um, Yep. your degree in health education. So, and she was vegetarian and eating very clean. <laughs> and so after the accident, you did not, yeah. you know, you got into very, some bad habits because, mm -hmm. because you're just wanting pizza and milkshakes yeah. or, or whatever would make you happy. And I was non-weight bearing on the foot. And, and so, yeah, it was, eventually, it was, yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I cleaned up our, uh, our nutrition here at home and started making a few changes. And, and, and that's when I knew too, that I started finding some things and, and I wanted to share that with everyone. And so that's when I had the idea that I was like, I needed, I, I need to get this out there somehow. Mm -hmm. And so I start, I began meditating myself and had this vision of writing a book, which I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I had ever thought of in my life. <laughs> Um, I'm not a writer. I've been a hairstylist all my life, but I had been journaling since she was born. Mm -hmm. Didn't realize that this information, this, all of this journey, journaling would turn into a book. It's amazing, right? <laughs> yes. And, and I love, I, I actually like to tell that part of the story too. <laughs> tell um, it. Yeah. <laughs> My mom started, I was not interested in writing a book. Oh. Let me, let me just oh. set the record oh. straight. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I did not want to put my public business out there. Um, me basically turning into, you know, a five or a five-year-old child again and having to restart my life. And, you know, I was so embarrassed by that in the beginning. And now I'm just so grateful for um, where I'm at in the position I'm at in life. Um, but at the time, my mom started writing the book she started writing the first chapter of the book or started journaling or something and she brought me um these notes these papers and said would you start typing this for me and I said okay you know you're gonna write a book that's awesome <laughs> I love it and I started reading it and I'm like wow this is really good and I can see this book without even myself at all being an author in it, I could see what she had wrote, how that could come full circle into becoming a manuscript and becoming a book. And I was so excited for her and we started it. Um, and then that's later on how we were introduced to you. And, you know, you guys convinced me to be a part of the book too, which I'm so grateful for. I definitely would not want to change that. So, <laughs> and, and so when it, what happened was I thought this was going to be my book, Yeah. but as I'm writing it and as we're going through this journey and the last couple of years, I said, look, here's the thing. Everyone needs to hear your voice mm -hmm. because listening to my story is one thing, mm -hmm. but we were not, we were not connecting. Like we were butting heads. Took a few big years time yep. because yep. I didn't understand. I thought yep. she was being I'm sorry. Yep. I thought she was being lazy. Yes. And I thought she was very, um, just not so nice to me. Yeah. I'll put it that way at, <laughs> at times. And yep. it was so aggravating. So when I could finally look inside, I don't know, mm -hmm. it was something about that trip that we took and seeing you yeah. that exhaustion. And when I finally looked at her and said, you're not okay. And, you know, I look around at her now and I, I can tell when she's not okay because she has like <laughs> neck wrap on and, and something on her forehead and, <laughs> and, but she still has a smile on her face. Always blows me away. Even so. in the hospital the first night. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's got a beautiful smile. So that's something got yeah. it from her. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So you, so Paige decided to jump in, jump aboard the the book train <laughs> or I convinced yes. her or she, yes. However that went. Yeah. Maybe it was a group effort. You yes. guys, I think we had a zoom call with you yes. and our editor, um, when yes. we were actually in Florida, um, and just hearing all of your, you know, page, you need to be a part of this book. And that's really what convinced me, which was crazy. I did not. <laughs> yes. And well, and I think it's what makes the book so unique and so powerful is that you not only have a caregiver perspective, but you have a patient perspective and it's both. And it's a struggle on both sides of it, because I think um, as an outside person viewing in, you could see the person who got hit by the car as the person who's suffering and struggling. But when you see the caregiver and all they're doing to try to navigate a path and to try to, you know, have compassion for the patient when they don't understand what's going on and how, like you said, there were these times where you thought they were just being, patients just being lazy or just not being nice. And it's like, and then realizing, oh, there's reasons why and what's going on and the relationship the two of you had to build to get to the point you're at now. Yep. And I just know that this book 
can help so many people who have suffered from a traumatic brain injury, who are a caregiver for someone with a traumatic brain injury, or, because it, it or other, of course, yes. but specifically on those two topics, like hearing both sides of the story, I know that could help so many people's lives um, that TBI has affected. And so, I just want to say, so we've been doing book signings and we've we've spoke to a lot of people, but the thing is that there's so much um, confusion mm -hmm. and um, misunderstanding about a TBI and a, a TBI, a traumatic brain injury is a concussion. A concussion mm -hmm. is a TBI, a traumatic brain injury. And there are different levels of traumatic brain injury. Three levels. Yep. So I had, it, yep. Mild, moderate to severe. I had a mild to moderate. Um, and and if, you're, if your symptoms last more than a few months, then it goes into a different category called PCS, yep. post-concussion -concuss syndrome. syndrome. And so um, I will tell you, I, I can talk to someone almost every day and diagnose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Un unprofessionally and, diagnose, you know, anyone that's suffered a concussion, a jolt or blow to the head you know, if your symptoms persist. And that's the thing, that's the misconception too, yeah. is that you don't have to even hit your head, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. um, it's just, well, the jolt going back and forth, right? Yep. Or yes, yes, you know. Whiplash. Yes. Anything. Yes. Yeah. So it, there's so it's bringing awareness to the prevalence of it and why people might have symptoms that they have, why they may be experiencing pain, or other, um, like to talk about a little bit of the, when you're saying non-professionally diagnosed, it's just saying I've been through something and I can recognize that in someone else. So if you're talking to someone, what are some of the things you might say that might help them understand maybe they have had that? Yeah. Do you have brain fogginess? You know, um, do you need extra sleep? Do you think you need um, maybe a little more sleep than the average person in order to make it through your day? Um, do you suffer from headaches or migraines? Just like little things like this. So me personally, everything I just named, I still suffer from. Um, but it, it, so what it does is it lowers your um, immunity. So your immune system causes yep. all of this other, all these other issues in your body, but you're not seeing that. You don't understand yep. why you're dealing with all of these issues. Mm -hmm. So there is definitely a lot of confusion there and, um, you know, we'll continue to, to do what we can to help others and do yeah. research on this. But I will tell you the writing process at the very end, when we were getting close to our deadline, okay, I was a little nervous um, looking at her, <laughs> at her chapter. scrambled mess. It was basically. a scrambled mess. It was. And um <laughs> It all came together perfectly and she sounds amazing in it. And she really put everything into it. But mm -hmm. that's the thing with her I see is that um, she has to be in that right, in a good place. Yeah. You have to feel good and to be able to finish that. So um, I'm launching, you... I'm launching my first website, actually. This is new news. This is the first time I'm releasing this. Ooh, news. Hey. 
you. I, <laughs> so I actually designed my own merch for my singing career. So I just, you know, did some t-shirts and hats and and for me personally, you know, I designed over a hundred, this kind of just explains, you know, how I do my business. I designed over a hundred products. I worked, you know, hundreds of hours on this. And I personally will not release something until I'm 110% satisfied with it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so she's very OCD now. Professional. Now listen, yeah. she was I don't believe she was like that before. <laughs> and, and that's another, um, symptom yeah, from yeah. PCS. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Absolutely. I mean, extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm the so, one. Congratulations <laughs> on, on that and tell us what the website is just so we can make a plug for your new it's, is it live? It is not live yet. So okay. I'm, I'm going to be launching here soon. I think this Friday, 11-11 is a great number, um, but that's a, <laughs> a yes, little too soon for my business. Um, yeah. Okay. But, well, and, yeah. And I want to talk about, um, Roberta has a website. She looks fine book.com. And I'm just looking at it right now because it looks so great. And you can get an autographed copy of her book. And you can download a free preview of the book and you can see their beautiful headshots and their bios and keep up with what they're doing. So let's talk a little bit about the process of launching your book and your brand, because it's a really big deal to have an idea. First of all, to go through something really hard in your life is a big deal, but then to have this idea that, wait a second, maybe what I went through could help somebody else. Yeah. And then you know, a lot of people think that like, maybe I could, but then to actually do it, to actually write and get out of your comfort zone and to start putting things together and then just to, to challenge yourself, you know, to put out, like you said, initially Paige, like, oh, I share my private business with the public. You know, I think there's a lot of people that feel that way that, yeah. um, they get through something and they do it quietly and then they forget about it and move on. Yep. But I think that by bringing, having the courage is what it really is to take your story and know that I didn't suffer this to just reinvent myself possibly, but maybe it's because I'm going to help a lot of other people. And so Roberta, you were the first one who kind of had that idea and, and grasped onto the courage to do it. So how did you really do that at the beginning for yourself? How did you like coach yourself up to say like, I think I could do this. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so honestly, after, I guess we had been in this, this was in 2020. So almost two years, about a year and a half or so after her accident. And I was not in a good place. Right. So here I am just, I felt like I was trying to do everything. I wanted her to feel better. And I hit a point, I would say it was rock bottom. Okay. And that's when you say, I am not going to live this way. And I had to change my thinking. I had to go in and dig deep and say, look, I choose, I choose to, to look at everything in a different light now. And we're going to take this as a, I guess, learning experience or, or what can we, what good can I bring out of this? Yep. And so we just, everything began to change very slowly at first, but my thinking, I, I went from more of a positive thinking and, mm -hmm. um, 
And how did you, did you have like a moment of like a, you know, sort of for lack of a better word, come to Jesus moment where it was like a conversation with a friend or was it in a moment of quiet or was it you were reading a book or like, how did it really come to you where you made that shift for yourself? Uh, so the day, there was a day, a day, we live right on the river here. And I walk down to the river all the time. That's my peaceful time. And I remember being at a point where I was just like, I'm done. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have, because I had been in so much fear and had so much anxiety. And I said, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not doing any good for me. This is not helping us at all. And mm -hmm. I had to, I needed to be in a good point in my life so that I could be a better caretaker for her. Mm. And so I started digging in and taking care because you have to take care of yourself as a caretaker too. And you don't do that. I mean, mm. you, but you need to. And so this trip, actually the Florida trip two years ago, I went for a week by myself and I did not turn on the TV. I didn't even turn on the radio. I brought books with me. I spent that time and I just in quiet and peace and being right on the ocean. Um, I love being by the water. <laughs> and so it was so peaceful. And that's when, and then um, Paige and her brother came down for a few days to visit, but that's when everything hit me too, because I could see she was not okay, but I had been, um, just actually just read, um, a purpose-driven life again, mm. by Rick Warren. Yeah. And I had read it years ago, but it didn't affect me the way it did now. Right. So mm. then I came back and actually, um, I, I felt this notion that I needed to be baptized again. Mm. I don't know if you know this. Mm. I don't know if I, I told you this. I, I this. this <laughs> so, so I did, I was baptized again. And, and, you know, this, my beautiful girl, she was with me for the whole thing. And it was very, it was very special. And, and I know that I, I had been baptized as an infant, but it was something that I just wanted. I just felt like I wanted to do it. I wanted a, a fresh start, a new beginning. Mm. And from there, that's when everything started happening. Yep. <laughs> we can look through, you know, our camera roll and see the progression <laughs> over the past four years. And it's just, oh. it's crazy. And I think every successful business is one that helps other people. I don't think, you know, you should be making money if you're not helping people as well. Um, so that's kind of how we developed our businesses, which we have, you know, multiple things going on right now. Um, but it was all about healing ourselves and helping heal other people. And not only traumatic brain injuries, like this book is about redefining yourself as a person mm -hmm. and, yes. and yes. connecting within <laughs> and connecting to God, um, first mm -hmm. and foremost, becoming, you know, we have gratitude journals, we meditate every day, we take um, Epsom salt baths, like just the craziest things. We have so many alternative therapies, you know, we went to um, the baths that have like 18,000 pounds of Epsom salt in them. Okay. So just absolutely insane. I am it's healing. I'm yeah, it's healing it's from healing. physically, mentally, and emotionally, yeah. um, the accident and before the accident too. And I think 
something my mom and I want to do so bad. We just want to scream it from, <laughs> from the mountaintops is we just want to help the world. I mean, it literally brings tears to my eyes. Like I just want everyone to be happy and to love themselves and to live their absolute best life. Like, I think that's what we yes. both want. And, and so even though this book, okay, a few things. Number one, <laughs> the title was going to be Invisible Injury. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Invisible injuries. She has other injuries besides a traumatic Still brain. Injury. Yes. <laughs> besides a traumatic brain injury. Yep. So I'm going to tell you that I can run into someone almost daily that is going through maybe a similar situation. Mm-hmm. And, and so the more I looked at this, everyone, well, they kept saying to me, they're like, well, she looks fine. Yeah. You know what? Well, she looks fine. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's when the title came to me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that speaks for so many of us. So many of us. Not everyone, everyone. Female and male that have something that we're maybe hiding or Mm -hmm. trying to cover up or just Mm -hmm. not wanting to, I don't know, people that, that don't complain, just want to look at things in a positive way. But this book, I I want people to see that we really did. have you know hit rock bottom but where we came mm-hmm. from there yep how we rose up and how we just decided and mm-hmm. we're going to be growing I'll be growing for the rest of my life absolutely and just yeah. every day you know if you suffer from physical mental or emotional pain you know just staying positive about it that's probably my best gift of advice for anyone is just, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, I do have a migraine. Um, I have neck pain, low back pain. I don't have much foot pain right now, but down my left leg, I've nerve damage. And the best advice I can give is just stay positive. The, the more positive thoughts you have, the better day you're going to have. Um, mm. If I need some extra sleep that day, I'll sleep in an extra hour, but I'm going to get up and, you know, be positive and be proactive. You still get everything done that needs to be done. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And and that was, oh, it was really difficult because she does sleep in later. Mm-hmm. And so that was really <laughs> difficult for me, but now I understand. I mm-hmm. accept it. I respect that. Okay. Yeah. Because I understand that, but, mm-hmm. um, I have to go back on one thing. So everyone's probably wondering where this, where this singing came from. And I just I, have to, I say, wanted to bring that up. As well. I was like, yeah, and, and like, we haven't touched on it. I, I will, you know, in the, the intro here, we talked about your bio, which you didn't hear because I always start the show, like right at the beginning, but everyone who's listening knows that you are a recording artist, but tell us how it all started. So basically, yes, I always say that she has been born with a microphone in her hand, but I mean, that's not something that you think you're (laughs) going to pursue. And I don't know, it just wasn't something that we really took seriously, but I will tell you this after the accident I had, she was going through such a depression and it was so difficult. I mean, she was so quiet. She would barely come out of her room. <laughs> it was um, the first the first month or two was really really hard. And so no, one, and no so visitors, had, no and, visitors on top of that. And and so, I mean, there was nothing, nothing. And so and she had nerve damage on her on her her left leg and her foot. So that's why she wasn't driving. I said, and I saw this guitar sitting here that I had bought 
for her a few years back. And I said, how do you feel about maybe taking guitar lessons? Because I needed to find something for her to do <laughs> that she loves anything. I would have done anything. Mm -hmm. So um, do you want to tell them about? Yeah. So first, so, <laughs> so first the red flag that popped up. Um, I also had not been cleared by my neurologist to drive. I see a puppy, <laughs> a kitty, <laughs> a kitty. Um, I, I had to be cleared by OSU Wexner Center to actually drive as well. So there was multiple reasons why I wasn't driving. I wasn't communicating with people. I had, I had a lot of issues going on. Um, but basically, long story short, I have always been passionate about music. I've always loved music. I took piano lessons. I was in a band. I played flute. I was more committed to choir. So I did eight years of choir, um, four in middle school, four in high school, which is a little unheard of. Yeah. Um, I actually say that dedicated. Um, even in middle school, I think we wrote it in the book. I was waking up at five, six in the morning. I had to get to school an hour before the other students to do choir practice. I've, I've loved to sing. I, you know, we talk about it in the book growing up, all of the different types of um, gymnastics, um, dance classes, singing classes. My mom always put me in those classes. She knew that I had so much fun and definitely had some sort of gift. It wasn't until actually um, about a month or two, maybe prior to the accident, I went to a concert it influenced me. It was Drake and Migos, RIP, Takeoff, um, extremely sad. But basically, um, I started writing music after that concert. And I've always loved to do cover songs and this and that. But it wasn't until that concert, my accident then happened. Um, and then I started writing even more music after the accident. It was quite depressing, um, very sad. Um, I would actually just come sit out back and just write and cry. Um, so that was a very healing experience for me. I've always loved to journal and things like that. It later progressed into me writing, you know, happier, upbeat songs led to Fearless, which dropped with the book. Um, I'm hoping to perform with you this year. <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, I just developed sort of a music career and I've had a lot of amazing mentors um, come into my life by the grace of God, just one by one as I've needed them. Um, and we've really just created our businesses um, and my music career. So I was blessed to travel all summer. Um, you know, I went to Atlanta a few times, Las Vegas. I mean, I, I really traveled all across the U.S. Such a blessing. And I know it's only going up from here. I just hit my a thousand followers on Spotify yesterday. Awesome. Thank you. Congratulations. That's Thank huge. Thank you. They play me in Cincinnati um, on the radio stations every single week. And they play me across the U.S. as well. So I'm beyond blessed. And I'm so excited to see where this goes. I plan on making it to the top personally. Um, and I just want to inspire the world. I just want to tell people that they can do anything that they want. And I know that me personally and my music team has influenced people who have always wanted to start a music career to start one. And that's so exciting. People that are, you know, in the army and the Navy went to school, got a college education, all of these different things. I see them pursuing music. And that makes me so happy because it's really what they want to do. 
um, I just encourage anyone to do exactly what they want to do. We honestly, we, we need like two shows. Pretty much. We need to keep going. So I, you know, I sitting here watching you guys and, you know, I have three daughters Mm -hmm. and what really um, just stirs my heart so much is to see the bond you two have Mm -hmm. and been created like out of this. I don't know what you guys were like as a, Mm -hmm. as a mother daughter duo before the accident and had the accident not happened, maybe you both would have been on your own paths, you know, Paige maybe would have finished her college degree in nutrition and done her own thing. Maybe you wouldn't be singing and Roberta, you might be doing something totally different. And here you guys are pursuing this dream of helping people and, you know, using your creative talents and making the world a better place. And you had to go through a lot, a lot of pain and, and trauma to get here. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like the message, you know, from what you're sharing, Paige and Roberta, certainly what is um, the core message of She Looks Fine is that your pain doesn't have to define you. It can be that pivotal point at which you get to change. You get to find that positive spin on it, which you've done, you know, and you get to choose that. Like you chose that for yourself. And I think that's such a powerful thing to say you know, I can't live like this anymore. I'm tired of all the anxiety and the stress and like having that sort of moment of clarity. And, you know, there's lots of moments of clarity in life that we get and we can ignore them and do, well, you complaining, but you did. Yeah. And, and I was very fortunate that I actually also brought this, this mentor, into my life, Bob Proctor. Yeah. You know, he was in the secret All right, and, and he just, I, I joined his program. Listen. And honestly, when I joined this last year, I had no money. I thought, I don't know why I'm <laughs> doing this. I, I can't believe I'm doing this. Mm. But as you can tell, this has totally t- turned our lives around. And I, the crazy thing is, I have another book coming out being released on this Friday, 11-11, and it is um, my year with Bob. It's a tribute to Bob Proctor, and so I have a chapter in there called Becoming Fearless. Yes. I love it. I love it. And when you you start taking the creative um, blocks out and, you know, the block, you start tapping into like that inner source of creativity and drive and power, you know, that comes from above really. And that's what you said as well. It's like finding the source. It's not knowing it's not about you. It's not about like, how can I, you know, move the chesses pieces on the board and make things happen. It's saying like, I'm so grateful for a thousand followers. I got there and I know there's more, I know there's more for me to do. And you have that in spades. Like you have that trust in what, you know, your higher source is producing for you. So to become an author twice, (laughs) two months (laughs) and and because all of this, because Bob, Bob paved the way for so many people, he has, it's this ripple effect and look at what he's done for me. This has, has, um, you know, Paige has embraced so much of this information that I've learned, yes. but now it's time for me to share with others. I mm-hmm. see how I have totally changed my life. Yeah. And so I am starting my mentoring program as well, because it is, it is since I, uh, my purpose in life 
and talking about the purpose-driven life, that yes. book and how now I really feel like I know what my, my purpose is in life and what my, I am so passionate about it. I've always been passionate about it. Yeah. And we, she we, kept telling me, you're, this is what you're going to do. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'd be like, you're going to be a motivational speaker. Like, I know you've been doing hair, but like she also her entire career of being a hairstylist, she takes care of people. She takes care of not just their hair, their physical, their mental and emotional as well. I come in and say hi to her in the salon. You know, she's always taking care of people, motivating people to achieve their goals and dreams. I mean, she was already doing it. So to bring that to paper and it, I'm just so impressed, so impressed. Well, and we just, we, we, yes, we feel like it is our obligation to share this with others because mm -hmm. we, our lives have been yeah. changed forever. We've, we've been watching the secret since <laughs> I was in middle school. Sometimes it takes five to 10 years, 15, 20 years. There's no, there's no date on it to understand your purpose, you know, but I will say, I do believe God does everything for a reason. I believe I, I've always been passionate about two things, public health and music. And I'm so glad I went ahead and, you know, finished my degree and got my public health degree having, that was just such an accomplishment to go ahead and get that diploma first off. But second, yeah. off, my mom and I bring public health to all of our platforms. You know, even when we're talking about like mental health and things, we talk about nutrition too. Right. So everything has come together so well. I couldn't be more happy and I couldn't, I just couldn't be more thankful to God, honestly. So I want to just wrap up by saying thank you both <laughs> for trusting us to help you start yeah. your journey with authorship. And I absolutely think your book turned out amazing. The amount of love that you poured into it that you dedicated to your editorial journey and the design and branding yeah. and all of the pieces. I mean, what goes on behind the scenes for an author to launch is a lot. And for them to really embrace that journey um, and to pay it forward in such a big way is, you know, such a blessing to have been part of that journey with you. Be sure that you go to shelooksfinebook.com Download the preview, please get a signed copy. They're going to be worth a million dollars someday. Right. <laughs> 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 um, find page on Spotify um, where you can hear her latest music. Um, it's in all caps P A I G E, and you can follow her. And uh, she does a great job on Instagram as well. What's your Instagram handle page? My Instagram and Facebook handle and YouTube is I am page official underscore. Okay. I am page official. And Roberta is also on Instagram and does a great job with her Instagram lives and videos. She's on Facebook as well. And where can people find you on the socials? So on Instagram, I am she looks fine official. Mm -hmm. And on Facebook, it's Roberta Canelti. Um, can we spell? Or are you going to type it in? <laughs> no. You'll have the link in the show notes. Yeah. And I encourage you to pick up this book. You're going to be inspired. You're going to be in awe of who they are. You're going to see them shine through the pages of the book, just like they've shined throughout this interview, because that's who they are. They resonate from their heart outwards. And I think that's what really makes a good author. 
And what makes someone magnetic is that they really, really own their message and they know that it comes from a place that's beyond them. And you guys certainly have done that. So thank you both for being on today. Thank Paige, you get your uh, website live. I'll also put that in the show notes so people yeah. can over there as well. Um, any final words for anyone who's thinking about taking their pain and putting it out into a book or making their, um, you know, their public appearance with their, um, their ability to pay it forward? Any words of advice? Can we first say thank you so much, April, for not only having us today, yeah. but making our dream come to life. There is no other publishing company that could have like, it makes me want to cry. That could, <laughs> I might cry. Um, that did what you can. Yeah. Now I'm getting okay. emotional. Well, you're going to make me cry now, but listen, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just fortunate that a friend referred me to you guys because I could never have done this on my own. No. So thank you. And yes, your company, <laughs> you know, puts, you have such a purpose. Your company has such a purpose to positively influence this world. And you were a gift from God for us. Yeah. So thank you to <laughs> you and everyone on the team. And also have to say, which I almost forgot, you can see Roberta speaking live on our stage yes. at Naples coming up on March 17th, 23. And Paige will be performing her single Fearless. Yes. Downtown Naples at the North Center on March 17th, 2023. So there's no excuse why anywhere you live in this country, Naples in March is a beautiful place to be. Get out of the snow for a weekend and come bask in the sun and the beach and see some authors and meet Paige and uh, Roberta, get signed copy of their books and some photos. It's such a great event. It's such a great time. I can't wow. wait to see you on the stage, Roberta and Paige so, again. Paige, but we are fortunate to have Paige perform at our very first inaugural event this past February. So um, what is success back? You had so many people there. We had two stories of people. I got on that stage. I thought, oh my gosh, I didn't know people were going to be above me. <laughs> it was an amazing event, April. I'm beyond impressed. So thank you for the nice kudos. That's really sweet. And it's so reciprocal. We adore you both. We love you both. And we're so grateful to have been part of it. So be sure to check out the show notes to get over to shelooksfinebook.com. Follow them on socials. We'll put it there pick up a copy of the book and be sure to follow Paige's bursting music career um, and watch Roberta's consulting and her mentorship and all of the programs that she's going to be launching as well, which will be, I'm sure, updated on the website as things are coming about. And uh, absolutely. Yes. And you never know. I just may have to write another book because yeah. there's something when you have, everyone has a story to tell. So so good. And, You're going to touch talking, on that. Yes. Good. And touching about writing a book, I tell people, I say, just start writing, just start journaling, mm -hmm. just, just mm -hmm. start, you know, when, when I first began this, it was all just putting things down on paper. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it is, if I can do it, you can do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I had zero experience of Look, I did not go to college. There you go. <laughs> and and I'm sure that listening to me <laughs> speak sometimes, she's probably like, oh, it probably hurts for me. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that doesn't matter. 
you have a story to tell yep. and, and there are people that need to hear your story. Mm-hmm. That's it because you can help others. And what happens in the meantime is that you heal. Yes. Because mm-hmm. writing this book was so healing. Mm-hmm right? And you know, people are going to hate on you regardless if you're putting your heart out there or not. So you might as well just go for it. Just go for it. That's an inspirational statement if I've ever heard it. People are going to hate on you no matter what. So you may as well put yourself out there. I love it. You know, anybody that, that hates on you or says, you know, you shouldn't be doing this or that, that's something that they have covered up that they actually want to show to the world too. So absolutely never take that, you know, somebody attacking you or whatever, just honestly pray for them. Yeah. Just wish them the best and just, you know, you don't even need to reply. So go ahead and put your heart out there. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are so great. You're right. You could keep going and going because we have so so much to talk about. But I will say, if you're listening to this podcast right now, whenever it is, if it's before March 17th of 2023, get on your Expedia account and book a plane ticket and come to Naples so you can be a part of this event. You won't want to miss it. Thank you, Roberta and Paige, for being a part of the podcast today. Love you both dearly. So excited about your book. She looks fine. Be sure to pick up your copies today. And I'm wishing everyone an amazing week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Thanks for sticking around for another episode of the I'm Book Podcast. We had such a great time today. I hope you love Roberta and Paige now as much as we do. To hop on over to Instagram and find them, you can find Paige at I am Paige Official, and that's P-A-I-G-E official underscore. And you can find Roberta at She Looks Fine Official. And to get an autographed copy of their book, She Looks Fine, you can go to shelooksfinebook.com. They'd be happy to autograph it, send it to you, and you can download a free preview of their book. So we hope that you will. We hope that you'll find their story as inspiring and as motivating as you go through the hard things in life that are unexpected. Know that you can get through them. They did, and that's their message to you. Have an amazing day, and be sure to check us out at O'LearyPublishing.com if you have a story to tell. We look forward to connecting with you.